Yes, it's the Stem Age Podcast, back for another week in the studio. You've got me, Mark Nicholson, Sebastian Pitt, and Lockie Bloody Wilson. Big fake round of applause, boys. Woo. Is that are. audience a bit low? Do they need a bit of a kick up yeah, the ass? Far away. What's going on? In the distance over there. Fire up, you good cunts. We've got a new government in town, and uh, we're back in the studio. We After do. A, a brief reprieve last week where we, we, we went off and uh, did a special filmed version out at uh, Jordan Michelini's Neural Studio. Um, the for feedback's coming in thick and fast on that one, Sebi. Oh, on the yeah. Patreon, because we filmed <laughs> it for the Patreon. We all copped a bit of a fucking, all bit of a, bit of a tickle. One person reckons you're not allowed within 200 metres of the school, Lucky. <laughs> the school? <laughs> oh, it's not good, because I've got a mo. Yeah. Right, the comments, right. Uh, the comments are not good. Are someone, else, <laughs> someone else said, why is Lucky wearing a tiara? Because <laughs> you have your headband, <laughs> your head was sort of slicked back. I wasn't going to read him. I was like, Mark, I don't know if we should show No, I would, I would have known. I yeah, mate, it. Mate, it was I'm, only the two. Mate, if, um, if the last funny. six months has taught me anything, Sebo, it's that I actually don't mind a little bit of criticism. I actually find it pretty funny. Um, yeah, that's funny. And when they're from mates, people who are supporting us, the good cunts that are supporting us on Patreon as well. <laughs> say 200 metres from a school. Yeah, within yeah, yeah, 200 yeah. metres. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have tough skin in this game, boys. You've got to have <laughs> tough our skin. First, yeah, this our is what I was scared of. Our first filming and they just rib into you, Lockie. Now, the thing, the problem is, is uh, I mean, uh, the, the moustache is very much a, a personal choice, but the hair is in a really awkward in-between length at the moment where I can't tie it up, but I can't leave it out because it will... Fall in front of my face, but you're growing it out, aren't you? I'm so you're growing in that it awkward out. Awkward face. Yeah. So what's what's the ultimate plan for it? You're going to go full Johnny Depp ponytail? What are you? Pretty going? much, I reckon. You're yeah. going full pony. I didn't realize when you grow your hair out that you basically can't avoid having a mullet unless you constantly chop the back because the the top will never catch the back. Like if you just grow them all out equally, the back of your hair will always be. Yeah, much true. longer than the yeah. front. So you going to the barbers? Are you getting it maintained? I no, I did early on, but I haven't for a while, and I will be getting it snipped at the back so that the the fringe can catch up, and I can I can tie it all in one even length. I didn't really get that. Maybe it's because I don't have much hair at the back, but um, it was also because my hair's curly. Curly hair just gets longer and longer and longer, and it grows equally it, yeah, as well. Sure. Like it's, yeah, it just sort of it just turned into like buff. And then just uh, just kept going, and then it was eventually I was just like, oh look at that, I can tie it back. I might just do that from now on, um, and not do it. Also on the Patreon podcast, I did show how much hair I lost in one brush, and uh, it was not not good. I was thinking about that afterwards. I know it really sticks with you, don't it? It's quite a lot. A lot. It was like the size of a fist. Yeah, yeah maybe it, a bit smaller. It looked like a bushel of pubic hair. Yeah, it was like fifty grams of fucking hair. Gone. You can't do that many times. <laughs> you only More. have so many brushes left. Yeah. I know. It's fucked. It's it's terrifying. You can't you can't tell. Did you did did, did your hair feel lighter? After yeah, it definitely fact? feels thinner. Feels nice. But you it was like, I don't know if they're like dreadlocks or something like that. I don't <laughs> like, know. We talk about balding so much in this fucking podcast. <laughs> well, it's the modern man's podcast. It this is. One. Yeah, it this is. is what the fucking hundreds of thousands of people need to fucking understand. Anyway, so we filmed that podcast on Friday, and then of course on Saturday we had the big election. Um, not that. I did anything for the election. I'd already done my postal vote um, and then went obviously down to the polls just to do another cheeky one. Another couple. <laughs> another cheeky one just for fun, just to prove a point. Um, did you vote? Did you go on down to the polls well, or did I'd, you do I'd, a postal? I I went down, but I went down early. So like... Super early in the morning? No, no, no. As in like, like oh, a week you did it before. Early. Ah, yeah, yeah nice. Um, they, they fucking... I didn't... Did I, have I... Stop me if I've already talked about this, but I've only voted in Ballarat 
previously and they fucking come at you hard in Melbourne. Like we were getting flyers in our... I mean, there's always people at the polling booth handing out how to vote cards. Melbourne was fucking frantic. Like, yeah. And, w- and we took one because we, we, I went with my girlfriend. We both just took one. And then we were like, no, no, all good, all good. And then someone jumped in front of us and, and they were like, I, I can't remember what the party was, but they're like, we're to the left of the Greens. Put, put us one, Adam, Adam second, Adam second, Adam second. We're just like yeah. walking on us. Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> I love nothing more. And that's kind of what I was spewing about. I should have gone down to the polls because there's nothing I love more than watching someone try to give you a how to vote card and just not taking it. Like it's just so... Brutal. It was it was funny. The UAP. Everyone was together. Even the One Nation guy was was pe- parked with the the Labor and the Greens candidates. The UAP guy off on his own. Yeah, like, no. just a real nuffer. I went for a run that morning just to run past several voting booths, so uh-huh. just like people watch because I fucking love it. Like the the people. The, the types of people that go and do it, like there's something a little wrong with a lot of them. Yeah, and like we as we were watching the election coverage that night, because obviously we had to because of uh, for research. But like the people that go to like the parties, <laughs> yeah, afterwards the after parties, like the liberal ones were all fucking cheeseburgers. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. all look like fucking... They all, they they all everyone's like, a different type of cheeseburger too, which yeah. is what I like. Like each yeah. different party. Totally. Like have, you, have you seen this? This was like when Trump first got elected, uh, just before on the campaign trail, Kenny Hotz, who from the show <laughs> Kenny versus Benny, did like a, a Vice thing where he went to like a whole different, a whole bunch of different campaign rallies. And like out of all of those candidates during that time, um, you know, like I, I probably liked Bernie Sanders the best, but when he went to Bernie's, there's some some old woman there. She's just like way too into him, like mm, way yeah, yeah. too passionate. And you're like, oh, and she's like, he's going to be the next president of the United States. He's going to change the world. And you're like, ah, oh, just calm, calm yeah, it. Just yeah, a, a yeah. couple of notches. Everyone's looking for a hero, aren't they? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was, um, it's, I don't know. It was just Meaningful around, change. Whether it was the Teal Independence, the Liberal Party, the Nationals was always funny because it's just fat blokes. Yeah, yeah. They were just sitting there drinking pots of beer. Sculling them down, hanging out of their fucking belts. The liberals are all doing their fucking ties up. They slowly started to loosen them up as the night went on and they realised they were fucked. <laughs> um, and then, I don't know, it was even worse just watching like the Labour people get up and like, yeah! They were super rowdy. They kept cutting back to these two guys that had like beers and they were like glazy-eyed. And, like, you would be if you won though, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd feel pretty good. I guess, yeah. Who am I to say that this is... I'm not interested in the, in the sport. Because it, it only like, gets harder from here. Because from here on, all the promises get broken. The, yeah. the night of the election... It's perfect. You, you, yeah. you've, got every, you've got the future ahead. You're a perfect prime minister. Yeah, you've done nothing true. wrong. Everything you've promised is yeah. yet to come. It's all going downhill yeah. from here. <laughs> even even the big fella going off to Japan immediately has already sparked people just oh going like, God. he's abandoned the country already. <laughs> we were literally talking about this. Peter Credlin was like, this is 10 times worse than Scott going to Hawaii. It's no like, shit. it's his job. I love it. No, I love it. Um, uh, one thing I am looking forward to, though, is um, is is not talking about politics anymore. Oh, fuck to be it's been a very. I think it's. I think yes. it's done. It's. It was. It was obviously. It was an exceptionally long campaign. Anyway, like you think about when we started doing the cartoons. I think that was nearly six, seven months ago. Now yeah, it was about six months. Like um, that's a long time for us to be politically engaged. But it wasn't 
that was still that was that felt like the campaign was starting. Like it's starting to get a bit more like American politics now. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't like it. I want it short and sharp. I think I, it should be. You it don't, should be. You don't need to be talking about it for fucking. Just get in, get out. No, nah. the campaign on. starts now. It starts, you know, you got to start early. Yeah, that's right. But I reckon we saw a lot more politics because you know of COVID and everything. And I suppose that's true because we had nothing else to do. And, and but I'm sick of it. I think. Yeah, I think. Like what I was. Uh, when did I say this? I think I might have said it was on the podcast last week. But I think this is the first time in politics. Um, uh, like this is the first time where your choice of politician had a real and tangible effect on the way you lived your life. Um, between what you saw between each of the states, like they say that um, McGowan over in over in WA, like that was what caused the big surge. Um, yeah, right. for Labor, yeah, because people are just like, this is what a government can do. This is like, let's do it. Mm. Um, but now we are we we're wrapping up the cartoon, the One Nation cartoon. Um, it's done. Which means that we're we're not going to talk about that. We're going to go off on a lovely little fucking two week break, which I'm very much looking forward to. Very exciting. Um, and then we're going to suss out what's next for us here at Stepmate Studios, and we're going to suss out. We've got a few irons in the fire, Sebo. Um, UAP. They need cut. <laughs> we're very much looking forward to it as well. We've given Clive a bit of a hard run, but he's not a bad person when you get to know him. We'll just keep making them and then whoever's paying the bills, we don't pick on you. That's <laughs> yeah, that's the, right. That's the plan. <laughs> that's and we make goes. you look good. We make you look good. But um, we've got a few irons in the fire, but we're, um, we're still going to firm up uh, what, what those opportunities are. But um, did, did you say so Clive Palmer's campaign was the most expensive ever in the history of... Yeah, it really? doesn't surprise me. Oh, like That's 80, what I read anyway. Million bucks. Yeah. Like uh, they they talk about some some campaigns costing 120 mil. Maybe it was Maybe the it was most for an individual. Yeah, yeah. How, How much does he that worth? makes more sense. He's worth a lot. It's about two weeks worth of wages for the bloke. So it's. Um, I don't even reckon it's, it's that. What's bad. he? Isn't his billions right? He's like two or three billion. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of his actual wealth that he's generating now. Yeah. Because yeah. what so is it? A, a bill? A billionaire? A, a millionaire is closer to you than a millionaire is closer to, to a, a billionaire. billionaire. Yeah. Which wow! Is kind of yeah, that's, that's, that is true. Yeah, that that would make sense. It's like Although him I've just chucking zero, fifty dollars so. in the pokies, I reckon. That's that's the equivalent. Yeah, it's like yeah. honestly, I think it's 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 about what uh, it'd be like. He's bought a bag, I reckon. He's bought a bag and he's lost it. That's what it feels like. So it's, like, it's like a nice three hundred and fifty, maybe four hundred dollars splurge. Do you reckon he'll go again? He didn't win anything. Uh, doesn't look like he might pick up on in Victoria apparently, but um, well, last time when they saying he was running, and we got to stop talking about politics. Yeah, okay, this is the last time. Uh, didn't they say last time he was just trying to stop Labor from winning? Like he was, people thought he w- he didn't actually want to win; he just wanted to stop Labor. He probably was doing that again this yeah, time. Yeah, that to was be probably honest. what he was doing as well. Yeah, except um, he kept announcing fucking Craig Kelly as the next Prime Minister <laughs> of Australia, which was a fucking <laughs> dumb thing. To, to be do. fair, he went all out on the like, like. Some, with with one nation, sometimes I feel like it's almost like or even the the LNP they don't go conspiracy theory enough. Like you know, they might talk about like the voter fraud, for example. They'll be and they'll, they'll give like specific examples. Craig Kelly was like, "Yeah, we saw him taking the ballots." They, yeah, they, yeah, no, we saw him taking ballots <laughs> by the box load, walking out. Like they actually, a fucking they actually did. It's so audacious. I like, know. He's, he's a funny. Guy. They caught a postie. They caught a postie throwing out hundreds of votes. Oh my! Did gosh. you read about that? No, I didn't hear about. He it. was. It was in some sort of. I think it was a liberal seat, and uh, he was busted on camera, like throwing away votes. Crazy. Yeah, look, it doesn't shock me. That's funny. It doesn't shock me. But it's me. just, you know, that's just one man. It's yeah. Conspir- it's unless he was on the payroll, boys. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. Um, you, how, that guy went on a power trip. He must have <laughs> just <posting>. gone, Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, I'm going to 
Mate, don't get me started. Fucking posties, mate. I've had a fucking nightmare <laughs> couple of days with the Australian Post. You have they actually. A bunch of cunts. I should have done a fuck. In fact, Sebi, roll the clip. Roll the clip. If it wasn't so fucking boring to talk about how <laughs> fucking dumb Australia Post are and how fucking stupid a lot of them are, they, it's fucked. No, I, if it wasn't so boring to talk about it, it would have been a bunch of cunts. They, they, they haven't recovered post-COVID. Like, I, I gave them the benefit of the doubt for a hot minute there, but there's no restrictions anymore. Like, what, why am I still waiting for my packages? And we, here, because we're in, like, an apartment complex, like, they don't even bother. They're just like, nah, I'm taking it back to the depot. And I'm like, <sighs> I'm right here. I fucking hate that. And they're they like, oh, no, try. we tried. Oh, they yeah, you went nah. home. It's like, dude, I work from fucking no, home. They like, don't try. Let the dogs out. They don't try. Sick the That's dogs what, You know them. what? The dogs were right all along. We should have listened to the dogs. The dogs <laughs> yeah. have never trusted the fucking posties. Yeah, it's 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 no good. They've, 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 they went down when they got rid of Holgate. Holgate was a fucking gun, handing out watches. Keeps people up and about. I've never kept up with the, the <laughs> structure of <laughs> the Australia CEO of Post. Australia Post, Christina, Christina Holgate. Yeah, yeah. She's a fucking legend. You had dinner with she's, her. Yeah, she's a good friend of mine now. <laughs> me and her go way back. She gave me a watch. Like, do you know how incentivized I am to be positive around her? It's, 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 uh, it's almost unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, fucking we, packages not arriving. And then there was a fucking, uh, uh, you, you missed your package notice in our PO box. And the cunts can't find it. Like, it's, they're making a big deal about me not picking up the fucking parcel Fuck and they can't find the fucking me. thing. So I'm slamming lockers, I'm kicking doors, I'm fucking getting angry. I grabbed one by the shirt today, Sebo. Posty? Yeah. So I said, hey, listen, lady, you fucking go find that fucking <laughs> parcel. on the ground. We think Get it's One back. Nation merch. We think it's... It might be. Yeah. It might be One Nation merch. It's going to be fucking... It's going to be worth something soon. Um, but yeah... Um, Very exciting though I think uh, speaking of the, the downtime And moving on to new ventures We're going to start Maybe Doing some YouTube again Just for Yeah lulls. I think so I think it's um, I don't know what it looks like A couple yeah. of sketches oh, Yeah I think it's not, not a, You know It's not something we need to We're still We're still We're still active um, We're still We've still got an ongoing job So we're going to knock that out um, This week We're going to have A f- couple of drinks on Friday boys Going to fucking be nice little little break dinner, up. little work dinner. I'm um I'm I'm very excited for that actually. Bit of schnoz. Is Pauline still coming? I hope not because we're going to go pretty fucking hard. <laughs> we're going to we're going to go very fucking hard. Um, it's I gonna be have good. to help my dad move on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not going to be helping him move. You might be present, but you're I not going to be helping. Gotta, him. You, you might say that you are. I couldn't believe it. I was like. Uh, you're not going to be. I knew he was moving. Time. Sorry, Mister Pitt. Seb's, was, all Seb's I'm looking gonna... forward to is this Friday night, and then get the, the the bell up from the old man. I'm moving on Saturday. Write him a sick note, Mark. I personally think what you should do is just hire removalists for your old man. Yeah, like, why don't you pay you? Yeah, I'll do just that. buy like a little surrogate Seb. Like, how much? Like, this is, is a, me, Dad. I'm here. How much is a removalist? Like, I reckon you could just get on. You about? could get on fucking Fiverr or something and just pay someone twenty five bucks an hour. Mate, I'm help, sure. Help my dad move. We I'm probably sure. have a listener. Mate, if, you, if, listener you, if you live in the Ballarat greater area, guys, and you're keen for a bit of cash work on Saturday, Seb's old man needs a place, needs to move some shit from one place to another. Fucking come on <laughs> down. It's good cash rate. We'll fucking look after you. Half my um, family have COVID at the moment, actually. And uh, I heard a stat from someone who's a nurse who was saying that apparently it's the most COVID ridden place in Australia. Ballarat. Oh, mate, why would old you go Ballarat. there? Look, I wish I could help you move, Dad. But I don't want to get, I don't sick. Get don't, the fucking I don't get don't sick. go to Ballarat, Seb. No, I got to do it, boys. 
It's the right thing to do. You're a liar. He's not going nah, to See, what's going to happen is he's going to get to the, the morning <laughs> of and he's going to say something like, oh, the old man, I've, I've got COVID. I better not come back. I'll go fucking give it another fucking strain. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna figure out some way to not. Oh, power! You got to help the old man. You got to help the old man. Fuck your old man. Just uh, just can't publicly say it, eh, mate? Like I nah. get you. I get you. I get you. Do the, do the right okay. thing, boys. Yep, do the right Seb's thing. definitely going. I didn't help my parents move last time they moved house. Um, oh, sorry, I did help them last time, but the time before that, they never fucking let me forget it. Yeah, never right. let me forget it. I, was, I had shit on. I had work or something else on. Yeah. And they made a big fucking song and dance about me not helping them. So, but is that the last place? Yeah, no, the first time when they moved from the big place to the little uh, place. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, And then yeah. They've, they've since moved again. I did help with that one. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, but it doesn't count, does it? Because if you, if you yeah, missed you it once. If you missed the once, big one, you fucked it. Like, yeah. I was the worst. Forever. I was the bottom. That's I went I, from favourite child to second favourite child. <laughs> That's why I got to go. <laughs> Out of three kids. I still, I'm still above the other one, but... It's not a good fi- like they will not let you forget it. Yeah, and it's a kind of a job. Moving house is a kind of a job. I'll always pay for removalists from here on out. Already. Yeah, after moving into this joint, fuck me. So Dude. if you like lifting heavy shit, get in touch. There's a cash job on offer. Uh, yeah, in COVID infested Ballarat, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind a, a, a staff catch up. It's always fun. Yeah, the, the, the I remember back in the day. This is a, get ready for a subway story. Oh, whoa! I might have already told this, but. The, we had it. We did have a staff party one year, and they provide. It was at the, at the boss's house, and they provided you know free drinks. Um, and me and one of the other guys, uh, not the guy who jizzed in the crab meat, but uh, another pretty pretty questionable fellow. Yeah, uh, at the end of the night, ended up just like basically raiding the joint for all its alcohol and. They caught us on the way out because uh, we dropped a bottle. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then for, forevermore, uh, that subway never had another Christmas party. Oh, that's oh, a no. Yeah, so But we still don't to this day. Of course not because we set a precedent that the alcohol will get taken. Wow. I always get too loose at work work parties because it's all in the house and you want to like, you want to get your money's worth, you mm. know. It's kind of fun too because you're like, oh, it's all the work people. We're mates, aren't we? And then you take it a bit too far. Yeah, it's, it's fortunate that for us, I think the vast majority of the people at the table um, already know each other and would probably already grab dinner with each other. Um, well, it, might it, might, it might be tamer than normal, to be honest. No, I'm yeah. not going to allow that, boys. I'm really going <laughs> to let my hair out. Um, not that I've got much to let out, but I will be <laughs> fucking really opening it up on you, Friday You night. know what I'm actually looking forward to is meeting some of the, the, of the other employees because we all work remotely for the most part mm. so like it's it's going to be weird because yeah, it's going to be interesting you've only you only know them by their little avatars on slack yeah cal and i just fang over our art and we sometimes we send it to people and i'm like who the fuck is this you might hate them it's going to be cool it's going to be cool but no i think it'll be um <laughs> hate them. it'll be the um you never know we yeah. might hate them it'll be a know. nice um it'll be a nice celebration i think like we've um we've come a long way in um in the six months, because I'm, I'm, I'm of the cartoon series. Like, if I can just say this publicly as well, like I'm, I'm, I'm particularly, I'm very proud of what we've produced as a studio. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, we've, I think we've regardless of your personal politics and like your preconceived notions or potentially developed notions around One Nation or Pauline or whatever, I think the series objectively was a real feature of of this election campaign, and um, I'm pretty chuffed. Would you call yourself a 
proud boy. I'm a little proud hey? boy. I'm a little <laughs> proud boy, yeah. A little wink? Because I also think it's, oh, it's really easy no. to hate something when it's got a One Nation logo on it, right? Yeah, it's we, really yeah, it hard. You it made it palatable. But but, uh, some people still hate it. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely proud of how far I think we all came in terms of like quality. Why'd you wink when you said proud? <laughs> Why yeah. are you doing that? Why are you doing the okay signal Listen, with your hand? Seb, I'm just a young boy, <laughs> and I'm proud. It is really hard though to do anything with the One Nation logo on it, um, and for people to laugh at it, feel like they they even learn something. Um, I I think the vast majority of it was funny, and the vast majority of it was factual. Um, and you know, when the topic is Australian politics, like that's that's quite a difficult feat is to make that both you know fun and funny and um, and somewhat factual. Um, so I'm pretty. I'm a proud boy about that as well. Like we got I in think, the. Uh, um, sorry, go on. I was. Just, I was just going to say, like the. I think it became a real centerpiece of the of the Australian election this year, and I, that's pretty. That's pretty fucking cool. Like it. It appealed to people all across the political spectrum. It made Twitter freak out. It got the young. It got the old. It. You know. And that's that's not easy either. Um, the best thing for me was that it didn't translate to votes. It just was a nice little cartoon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Mate, really could you imagine what their primary vote or what their votes would look like if it wasn't for the cartoon? I, I do wonder. I reckon I reckon it's what we pulled through. But I, I would never have thought that like if um that we'd be sitting here talking about making a series for Pauline Hansen. Um <laughs> But you gotta like there's something I, I do have to say. It's like getting to know them over the last six months. Like um I do know that Pauline certainly doesn't take her position as a senator lightly. Um, she's deeply aware of the responsibility and the honour that comes with being a senator for Queensland. And I have got to say, I don't think that there's a, a single politician out there that has to fight through more resistance um, and or more hatred and all that sort of stuff. Yet she's continued to fight for what whatever she believes in. Um, <laughs> and... Having just gotten a little taste of what it's like to get negative press and comments online, I have an enormous amount of respect for anyone that has the the, the motivation to keep going despite that, to keep paddling against an almighty current against you. Like, it's it's pretty fucking cool. I'm going to put and some inspirational music yeah. behind this. This is, uh, this is touching. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's it's something that's I've been very like I've been very like uh, what do you call it like um, introspective. Philosophical. Yeah, but I don't know. For the last sort as we've sort of seen the, the you know the end the end in sight um, and it's tearing up a little bit. I'm, I'm a little bit. This was an extraordinary opportunity for us as a studio. Yeah, like, no I'm doubt. so glad that we said yes because these sort of things just do not come around very often. It wasn't an easy undertaking. I remember we were shitting ourselves. We had many conversations, Lockie. On the way up, but I'm personally really glad that we did it. I think it's been an opportunity to grow the studio, grow our team. We've met some remarkable people. We've gotten some really high praise from very influential people. It's actually opened more doors than it's closed. Um, <laughs> you'd, you'd hope so, otherwise. <laughs> it's, like, geez, but it, it that, was, that really wasn't worth it. And I know that there's there's members of the team that um, potentially are listening that could never admit that they're proud to have contributed. But I really think you should be. All the design guys, the storyboarders, the animators, of course, Sebo, fucking grinding day and night, six and seven days a week to get an episode out every single week to an incredibly high standard. I'm just really grateful and I'm proud of everyone's great work. Um, and 
I think it's going to be really nice to let politics go away for a while. I actually really look forward to what this Labor government's going to be able to achieve and I really hope that some big changes are going to happen. Um, and I think if we've learned anything from this election, it's that our elections are clearly rigged <laughs> and we need to storm the Capitol on January 6th, right? So that's all. Like, I just, We're going to wrap it up in a nice bow. From next week, there's going to be no more chats about politics. We're not going to be talking about the One Nation cartoon because that's not going to be an ongoing project anymore. What if something really funny happens? Like what if Albo like slips on a banana? Yeah, it, That's the sort of shit that we're going to be back to. We're going to be back to good old goofing around. Dick jokes and all Dick that Dick jokes of and fucking, yeah, okay, you know, if fucking Labor end up fucking doing any weird sexual shit in politics, mate, it's fucking coming. We're going to talk about we're it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk gonna about, about it. You're going to hear about it first here on the Step Mates <laughs> podcast. Here's a, here's a funny story. We might as well just go all election now. Fuck it if we're not going to talk about it again but mark and i were invited onto a panel uh on the election night uh-huh. for a, a, a show called discernible um so it's quite you know serious i was just watching watch, uh, watching the politics uh <laughs> unfold uh but we were right on after jim penman oh you so, so, so we were watching the live cross right so we we're on at 7 15 and we're just sitting back watching sort of what it's like sort of six people on a panel and then bring in guests First guest was Malcolm Roberts, like from uh, One <laughs> yeah, Nation. Yeah. And then they were like, all right, and uh, here we've got Jim Penman on the line. Are you and, for real? And he, the, the funny thing was he couldn't figure out like the, the, the call, like it wasn't working properly. So we were just sitting there like clicking the screen. <laughs> and then... <laughs> So just they bring in Jim. So they did that for like five minutes. Boomer Jim. And then they're like, all right, we'll sort out Jim later. Let's uh, let's go to our next guest. Here we've got Stepmates. And wow. what would be amazing is that Jim would have been like, what the, f- that, that, I'm not on? Like, what are they doing? They've moved on. And then he would have gone on. And see, seen the boys. And seen the boys. That is and to call Jim's else. audio, Jim's computer technicians. <laughs> and they eventually worked it out. But I couldn't help myself because we didn't know. We didn't know that Jim was going to be there. Um, so we're there and then we're, we're on and we're live. Did you talk about Jim? Um, so yeah, I had to. It was just like, oh, and I got to see that you had Jim there as well. It's like us and Jim go way back actually. That is so um, funny. And then and please then send us our regards. And they did. Oh, <laughs> you, they, you, said, they were like, we were just talking to stepmates and they said g'day. And, and he, he was, was just like, yep, great. <laughs> wow. But he, he nodded as if like it was a fucking awesome thing. Like he was, he was actually, I reckon we can get him on the pod. He wants to come on the pod. <laughs> I reckon we can. I've got his number. I reckon we give it a buzz. He wants to come on the pod. <laughs> oh, my God. That was Anyway, that was pretty nuts. Mate, it was very fucking cool. Um, who else was on there? Malcolm Roberts. Malcolm Roberts had, a, had, had turned up as well. He was on the panel. GG, someone. Flog. We okay. just rolled in. It was. Um, I just figured, though, because if we were invited on as panellists, I'm like, they're not going to have big panellists. Yeah, what, it, did, what did you guys do? Did you just sort of turn it into a bit? or? Well, at that point, the, the votes were already starting to come in. So at that point, it was like, fuck. Guys, get out there. Vote One Nation. Vote One Nation. Like, I really did, like, a one last rally. <laughs> one last rally. I did. I did. We obviously spoke about it in retrospect. I had nothing but good things to say about the cartoon. Um, it was quite, like, you know, it was pretty straight. It yeah, wasn't, sure. wasn't too funny. Right, yeah, right, right. They, they asked one question, which I'm spewing I didn't get to uh, answer properly, which was just, like, um, what do the youth think? Like, how do you know what the youth think and all that sort of stuff? And my answer should have been, um, well, I try and not make it a habit to talk to children too often, but Seb does. Seb, and then pass it on to Seb. Good, instead, good, uh, good joke. Well, you did. You did throw me under the bus, Mark, because all day you're wearing a hoodie and fisherman's pants, and I'm like, all right, well, we're just going to do this live cross. It's going to be pretty relaxed. And I'm standing here waiting, and then Mark comes downstairs in a full shirt and jacket, and I was like, oh, and then the really? thing's starting, and I was like, fuck, shirt, jacket, and jocks. That's <laughs> yeah, it. that's how we did this live cross with nothing underneath. Um, 
we were, we were in and out. It was fun. We were it in and out of stuff. You had a jacket down here. You should have whacked it, it on. It was too hot. I yeah, would, you would have yeah. started sweating. I would have started um, sweating. As it turns out, it was a pretty friendly in- little interview, so there wasn't uh, there wasn't wasn't a much much to go on. Uh, yeah. Worth it anyway. for Jim. Worth it for Jim. Definitely. Mate, I reckon we can get him on the pod. I think I might start reaching out. Once we start filming this thing, which we did film last Friday, um, and I think we're all I think we all probably got towards the end of it where we weren't that uncomfortable with the idea of it being filmed. So um, we're going to start making plans as of next week on how the fuck we can actually start filming this thing and get that out every single week. Um, I think we're just going to start. I think we're just going to do it next week. We're just going to jump in. Even if it's fucking shit and you fucking clowns decide to be all negative and shit in the comments, I don't give a fuck. About what's this about? Uh, filming the pod. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just film the pod. We'll just get it done. Lucky, you're going to get a bit of crap. I'm yeah, just you're going to get a lot of shit. While your hair's growing out as well, that's you're going to get told. Yeah. That's fine. Told. I'm, yeah. I'm Harry Styles. Yeah. That's that's. You that's could do like a, know. You know, like a Daft Punk, uh, Deadmau sort of thing where it's like you just hide your face. It's kind of like high school, isn't it? Like it's. I used to wear skinny jeans back in the day. And you know that that wasn't always the cool thing to do. Well, it wasn't. It was cool, but it wasn't <laughs> the mainstream thing to do. That and was the real amazing. indie. A lot of homophobic slurs thrown thrown me and my friends. Did you really <laughs> back in the day? Wow. Yeah. I must say, I had the same thing when I was when I was in high school. I went and saw what is it, the black the black keys? Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I saw them live at at a, at a festival. Uh huh. The guy was wearing such skinny jeans that I could literally see his cock. <laughs> And uh, in the audience, I just kept screaming. It's like, I can see your cock. I can see your cock. And everyone around me was like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nowadays, mate, that's a fucking, that's a good look. Well, no, skinny I'm jeans are out again now, aren't they? I know, I know. Are they? They're out. I just bought a pair. They're not cool, mate, man. They're what? done. They're, they're skinny oh, jeans are fucked. out. Fuck, fuck, fuck. You wouldn't have bought, you wouldn't have bought, they wouldn't be that skinny. Because what? Have been like, no, they're stretchy, skinny, stretchy. Yeah, like they look like fucking Robin Hood tights. I don't know why they're out. I actually really like skinny jeans, but uh, yeah, so I really I like it the way I they make me feel. Well. I wear I wear chinos now. So they're sort of skinny chinos. I've kind of like I found a middle ground as I get older. Yeah, need to step it up, boys. It's, you know what? Wearing those jeans, it's the equivalent to wearing flares. Is it really? Yeah, I reckon flares are in now. Our flares in. Oh, mate, are I they can't actually? keep up with this shit. Are they actually? Yeah, they are. Oh, they Jesus. are. It's, it's funny because it's like the skinny jeans is very much like a, an 80s thing. But even that sort of from like the 50s and then it's cyclical. And and so like, you know, we had that huge like 80s renaissance with like Stranger Things and Drive and all oh, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. we're into the 90s and then it's going to be the 2000s and then it's just going to go round and round and round. I tell you what, I just don't give a fuck anymore about trying to fit <laughs> that's in what, that's what happens whatever and they, like, it, it's why your parents wear the same outfit forever like that your parents don't st- they don't follow trends and when you're younger you go geez geez you look daggy like i'm i'm real cool and then you hit an age and you're like i just can't do it anymore no i'm gonna i'm gonna try boys i'm single here i'm gonna yeah. i'm to keep up with the nah man you need to just fucking keep keep doing what you're doing get yourself a nice boomer girlfriend <laughs> just fucking settle down and nice pair of skinny jeans. <laughs> Live out the rest of your boomer days. Sixty-year-old girl. Yeah, just, just a nice fucking sixty-year-old boomer. What generation? Are we Gen Y? We're Gen. No, we're, we're yeah. No, we are Gen we're Y. We're Gen Y. Are which we, is are which we is not millennials? millennials? No, no, it's the same thing. Originally, millennials was just anyone born after, or anyone who like grew up sort of in the two thousands, but they retroactively made it Gen Y. So Gen Z are not millennials. 
Um, right. Where they originally sort of were in that, they just kind of in that bracket, but they made it a specific generation. What a nothing generation. No, you know, no. Gen you know Y, fuck. No, we had Gen, such good opportunity. Gen X is a weird generation. I don't, I don't like Gen X. Poor generation. We're, we're a weird one because we were sort of the end of, like we, we kind of were at the birth of the internet and yeah. technology. So we kind of like the bridging generation, whereas, and then Gen Z. We're born into it. Yes, they, so they're, they're like, what do they call them, digital natives. So they fucking know how to do everything with technology. Like they're so fluent in whatever the fucking, whatever it is on their phones or tablets or whatever where and we sort of learnt it so we're not too bad anyone before us is so weird imagine just being born and like youtube's already there like we had to watch it be developed yeah i saw the first video on youtube and then try to keep up to date and then it just got too much yeah my dad was telling me when he was a kid because he was he was born 1950 that there was there was one family in their neighborhood that owned a telly and all the kids used to go around and watch it that's that fucking crazy. Creepy. That sounds really <laughs> creepy. It's a good investment. No, no, pedophiles yeah. didn't exist back then. Oh, really? They weren't invented yet? No, yeah. they were more rife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were fucking everywhere. Was doing everything. No, no one All the kids are running around. Well, actually, no. Maybe not, because I think the internet really helped pedophiles get a leg up. Nah, bullshit. Nah. You reckon they're still around? Mate, the Greeks were talking about it was a rite of passage to get fucked by an elder. Like... We have but to, it would have been what I'm saying. We should have been is, talking about this with Michaelides because he's Greek and he probably <laughs> remembers. But it used to be part of it. It's like the old dudes used to fuck the boys, and then oh, you're a man now. Off you go. I'm saying that it would have been a lot harder That's for weird, them in those days, it? though. Like it still happened, but like when the internet came, that was a real that was a real. That's boom. the boom. Yeah, you yeah. probably need yeah. to draw a line. The golden in the sand. age, if you will. There was like, there pedophilia was, was invented when they went like right. That's it. Line in the sand. No more kitty fucking. <laughs> That's when pedophilia is invented, right? So Before that was, then, it was fine. It, that was after the Greeks uh, had a fucking had a fair go at it. Um, and the Italians, they all had a fucking crack. But it's like since pedophilia has been invented, you're probably right. I mean, there was there was a guy like, that was first, by the way. There was a guy that came up with the idea that he's like, I'm going to pretend to be a young boy well, on the internet. Think about like uh, Shakespeare, like so Romeo and Juliet. Juliet is is like thirteen. Yeah, they're fourteen or something, aren't they? Yeah, she's she's thirteen, and and Juliet and Romeo is eighteen, and they they make mention of it in the play that she's. She's a bit young. Shakespeare wanted you to know. Yeah. He was like, hey, <laughs> this is what we're doing. She's a bit young, but she goes all right. Well, that's essentially what they, they're like. She's a bit young, but, you know, it's fine. But so she's all right. But so even, even back then in, in England. Yeah, it's funny how the goalposts keep shifting, boys. I'm telling you. On Shakespeare, you old horn dog. <laughs> 14-year-old girls. I don't know. I grew up with Shakespeare. I don't know about you. Maybe that's a defense. Roll into fucking county court saying that shit. It's like, come on, guys. She's a Juliet. Have you guys not read any Shakespeare? <laughs> when I thought you were going to say a very different R word then, fucking hell. Um, on Thursday night, boys, so it was, this was, uh, I went out and, um, so I went for a run in the morning and then I got a call from the miso uh, on the way back who informed me that it was apparently our anniversary on the Saturday just gone, um, which we'd both completely forgotten. Well, that's okay. Yeah, it was perfect. It was I, exactly how we wanted it. I forgot my anniversary this year did your missus forget it no oh no Fuck. she didn't oh boy we don't really do anything for it but i was like she i was kind of like oh what, what are we doing this weekend she's like oh well what do you want to do oh no like, oh well i don't know like we probably go get pissed if you want and then that sort of like just rolled into it's our anniversary and i was like yeah yeah, yeah. oh so you covered it <laughs> no i i she she knew i i didn't cover it at all but 
Yeah, yeah, it was transparent. Yeah. Glad wrapped this bloke about it. I think it's good. I, I think like anniversaries are kind of a bullshit. Nah, it's a wank. Bullshit thing. It's the same as birthdays. But um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted. No, 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 not at all. So I bought tickets for for Hamilton, um, fucking uh, twelve months ago, basically August twelve months ago. Um, and the musical. The musical. So the 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 American musical about um, Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. The the. The, the near president of the United States, one of the founding fathers. Anyway, I bought those tickets 12 months ago because we, we liked the musical. Uh, it was a nice surprise. But then as I was like, got back from the run, the missile was like, hey, it was our anniversary on Saturday and we've got Hamilton tonight. And I felt pretty fucking bad because that was, that's delivery day for the One Nation cartoons, oh. right? So I had to... Um, you were letting Seb down. I sort of had to the leave. team down. I had to, had, to, had to leave altogether, just go off and have a fucking frolic at the theatre. See you, mate. I'm just going to go have a great time. Bye. That's exactly <laughs> how I said it, yes. I'm sitting here being like, I don't know if I'm going to finish this. This is fucked. <laughs> well, that's a you problem. It was like, See you, bloke. Called him up after the show and he was like, how was the show? And I was like, how's the episode? Is it done or what? Like, it was, it was, it was not the right, it was not the right, uh, not the right time to go to the theatre. I was sending Obviously. him clips. I was like, during the show, I was like, what do you think? Is this is this end too cheesy? <laughs> is this music all right? Literally, at know. the intermission, I'm watching more One Nation cartoons um, and, you know, on the phone trying to do that, on the phone to on the phone to Sebi, dealing with One Nation as well on, at the same time. Like, I'm talking – I was basically at work but also at the musical. At Hamilton. At Hamilton. But I've, I've got to say, boys, very disappointed in the show. Very disappointed in Hamilton. So much so, Sebi – Roll the clip, mate. And now it's time for A Bunch of Cunts with Mark Nicholson. The cast of Hamilton are a bunch of cunts. Wow. The Australian version. Okay, so this isn't worldwide. No, 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 no. Just these fucking cunts. (laughs) These fuck. The Australian version of Hamilton Boys is absolute dog shit. Shit ass. Utter garbage. What's wrong with it? It's just like I'm a bloke. I don't even like music, right? I, I'm not a huge big That's fan. That's true. Of, so, but I've that's your first problem. But I've actually got like a really weird, strange like attraction to musicals. I've always really liked them. Um, I think it's really impressive how you can tell a story through songs. I think that's fucking always great. I've seen a bunch of them. I went and saw you know very renowned fucking musicals, The Lion King, um, Les Mis, fucking Book of Mormon, Avenue Q, and I was really looking forward to Hamilton. Like I fucking, I used to, when I was in the when I was in New York, I scalped a ticket for the Lion King, which I was really excited about. And uh, at the start, I got the fucking book. I got these fucking. I got a drink with like lion ears on it. I'm wearing like Timon's ears as like a little tiara, and I'm sitting there holding the book, and I'm next to an entire school of Canadian girls. And they and then and I was talking to them. I was like. Are you really looking forward to this or what? And I was like, shut up. And I was like <laughs> flicking through their phone. And then when it happened, it was like, Barzabania! I'm crying. You're bawling. A fan. I'm bawling my fucking eyes out. It's partly probably more for the Lion King. But I gotta say, I love fucking musicals. I'd watch the fucking wow. um I'd watch the, the the Hamilton version on Disney Plus. They did a fucking great show. Oh, so, Me so, and the missus. So you knew what you, you knew you liked it going in. Yeah, most of the time. It's like the same with Book of Mormon. I'd I'd listen to the entire um, soundtrack before I actually went in there, right? <laughs> really is a fan. Me and the missus, we both realized, but I've got to say, going and watching it last week, it felt like watching a fucking school play, like by primary school kids. It was absolutely, it was, it was, it, and it was a shitload more expensive. Tickets are like 250 bucks each. Like, 
I didn't tell my girlfriend that, but they're like $250 each, these fucking tickets, man. So I was expecting... His girlfriend literally just walked in the door. So I'm expecting, <laughs> I'm expecting Australia's fucking top talent to bless the stage. And instead, if this is Australia's best, we are fucked. Well, they're not going to be as good as what you've seen in the movie. It do, no, no, no. It should be in its own, in its own class. It should, if this is the state of the arts in Australia, it is disgusting. Do you, don't, you don't think Disgusting. They, I wish COVID killed it. Do you, don't, do you don't think they tried their best? No, they, they barely tried. That was what hurt, is that you could clearly see that they weren't even trying. Um, and... I'm starting to fall asleep after intermission, right? I'm starting to fucking genuinely, because these people are giving it nothing. These two fuckwits next to us, they open up a fucking can of tuna and crackers. Tuna and crackers at the the fucking theatre. All right, okay. This is getting a little strange. And at first I was angry, but then I realised that even though it stunk, it was nothing in comparison to what was happening on Her Majesty's Theatre stage. (laughs) Like, it stunk, right? You can't even call these people performer sports. Like, because... Performers perform, right? That's the definition of it. But they couldn't even pretend to give a fuck about the show. So maybe, their, hearts, maybe, their hearts weren't in it. Maybe they, they're no, underpaid. Were they hitting they the notes? St- no, they, no they, just really? weren't even, they weren't even fucking trying. It's like, I don't know if they needed to bump the mics up or something, or they were getting too much fold back, but it was fucking awful. They just stood up there. They potted around. They didn't commit to the dancing or the singing or the high notes or the low notes. They didn't commit to any. They just kept falling in and out of their American accents. Um and it just, I didn't even deliver the lines properly with like some level of understanding of why it was written. Like they would just completely miss the tone. It was bizarre. Maybe because like, they're, maybe because they're Australian, they didn't get it. Yeah. You reckon, Jason Arrow, who played Hamilton, fucking garbage. He'll be <laughs> done after this, right? Lyndon Watts, disgraceful. Who played, like, he played Burr. It's naming like, and shaming. Couldn't, couldn't bring anything to the role. Couldn't so fucking sing. <laughs> couldn't fucking dance. Chloe Zool, this crazy bitch. All right, so this is... What's she's wrong with be, Chloe Zool? She, she's meant to be like, um, you know, there's one scene where Hamilton's like, he's working nonstop building the nation at Congress, right? And he's kind of fucking letting down his family and he's not really there. Okay. And there's one moment where he's like having a big argument and then the lights go down and then the, the, the stage light goes on and it's his wife standing there and it's supposed to be him coming home. She's doing... This crazy mole smile, like, and she's meant to be like, you're meant to be like a loving thing, but she looks like a crazy bitch. Anyone else would just fucking slam the door and leave. <laughs> maybe she's, maybe smiling's not her strength. It's just, it was just such a wrong read of the character. Like the one saving grace, there was this one in the ensemble. She was a banger, an absolute banger. There was the only fucking saving grace. She was a solid six or seven. Um, like, and that's, and that's saying something as well. So I had a dip on the old Hamilton Instagram and as well, found her personal account just to see what she's all about. And yep, it turns out she's a fucking bit of a cunt because she's an art cunt. Like they're all arts cunts, right? Even just the way they took the, the curtain call. It looked like, you know, when they bow, it looked like they'd done it too many times. They all had that eye rolly thing that artists have where it's like, <laughs> I'm too cool to accept all of your gratitude and celebration. Do you know what I mean? Like your applause. Like they were just kind of bored with the congratulations. It was very fucking weird. And like Sebby and I both worked at the VCA back in the day. So we know what these musical theatre kids are like. Um, they are and they're boisterous. They are strange. And of all of the arts kids, musical theatres are the fucking worst, right? They call themselves triple threats or whatever they fucking call but they can't sing as good as the music kids. They can't dance as good as the dance kids. And they can't act like shit. Exactly like the acting kids, right? That's just what art schools are pumping out, right? Master just, of none. It's they are a master of none, and it's 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 something something is wrong with our art schools if this is what we are churning out into professional theaters. Is there a party that want more arts funding? Maybe we could work for next, mate. 
Who wants more arts funding? I think Greens, don't they? Probably, yes. but maybe not. I don't. I, probably not. Like, I think it's <laughs> honestly, it's an, it's an institutional problem. We saw it at the VCA. I think, and to be honest, it, more people need to be honest with these people and tell them that they stink. Like, because across all of the arts, this is something that never happens. Like, I cop it all the time with acting. Um, no one ever tells you when you're fucking it up. Everyone's just really positive. You're doing great. You're doing great. You're doing great. But then behind your back, they're saying all of these fucking hurtful things. Um, and they're so worried about hurting my feelings to give me some feedback or a note that might help me improve. And I think that's why we have a 95% unemployment rate in the arts, right? Because everyone's just going along doing shitting performance after shitty performance and they're completely oblivious that they're shit house. And uh, they should just they just need a different dream and just get a different job, right? <laughs> do you, do you, uh, You're doing great, by the way, Mark. Do, do you this think, is great. Do you think that uh, maybe your expectations were too high because you'd already... Watched the musical on like your own. Like pros time. do it. Yeah, I've seen. I've experienced this many times. Because what, what if what if you'd never seen it? I've like, seen many. Never musicals seen twice. the American version. I I think I would still be. I would be. It would have ruined it all. Like it was just. It was nowhere near. It was nowhere near. Like the the level that it needed to be. And like I said, as a performer myself, I can see when they're not giving it. They're all <laughs> like they're just not committing. They're doing eight shows a week. I get it. They've got to save themselves. But fucking come on. We're all paying good money here. It's Mark's anniversary. Is Thursday night the cheap night? No, it's not. It's not even cheap night. Okay, it's no. fucking expensive still. They're 250 bucks and the thing's fucking packed. And yet I look at the fucking reviews for Hamilton and they're overwhelmingly positive. Overwhelmingly. Like it, they use words like, like... they did a good job. No, it's, they use words like stunning. I was... Oh, wow. Is it one of those things you definitely can't really criticise though? I like, might, I might yeah, go. That's exactly what my point I is. I might go see how. No, I wasn't going don't, to. Don't, don't. Apparently, it's a apparently waste the reviews are great. <laughs> I was stunned by the 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 that the people could call themselves professionals could limp in with such a shitty performance <laughs> and concurrently offend an entire room of 500 people who not only paid big money for their seat they had to fucking pay for dinner and ubers and people got fucking babysitters and it was it's a fucking it's such an offense to stand there we paid for one show give it everything for this one show i don't care if you're doing eight it's a fucking disgrace and everyone involved with the production in Hamilton from the ushers to the directors to the lighting guy to the cut that plays the violin to the entire cast and ensemble, you are a bunch of cunts. And so concludes A Bunch of Cunts with Mark Nicholson. It was really disappointing, boys. It doesn't sound like you had a good time. I went in there. You didn't have to bring the ushers into it at the end. <laughs> no, the ushers were cunts too. No, the ushers were cunts too. They barely, they, they just like looked at your ticket. They were like, yep, go on in. Like they didn't that's say. What, that's what <laughs> they did. job. No, but they should be going like, yep, no worries, sir. You're what right you, here on the fucking. I want them to suck right you off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted them to fucking direct me a little bit. And just give me a fucking. Spent $250. I want to feel I spent $250. Bucks. I want to get fucking jerked off a little bit. Where's my massage? It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And it just disappoints me. We we never do anything good here in Australia. It's fucked. No oh, yeah. good movie. When was the last good Australian movie you've seen? Never. We never. We don't even make fucking movies anymore. What about I, that I, Eric Banner one, The Dry? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Fucking it. wow. I saw I, did, I haven't heard of it. I saw when I went to the movies recently and there was a trailer for an Australian movie and I was like, "All right, let's see what this is." And the premise was like it was it was about like male some chick starts a male escort business and 
it oh, just, she, yeah, yeah, it yeah. just, I was like, ah, oh, this just ain't it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, government funded rubbish. Yeah. Government funded, and I'm just, I, I thought because this was private, I thought it was going to be fucking good, but I, I have noticed was, that at the, I mean, I'm not really a big theater guy, but when I've been, when I've seen stuff in Australia, I feel like even the stages are smaller. Like everything's just like lower budget or yeah. something. Yeah. Everything's just a little shitter. Everything's just a little shitter. But if that's the case, do an Australian fucking theatre show. Like, do your own show. Maybe it's like, don't just do Hamilton. Don't bring it here. Or bring a cast and make them travel internationally. Like, they just sh- they need to quality control this fucking shit. Maybe I, I need to speak to, what is it, Lee Wenwell Miranda, wherever the fuck he is, the guy that made it. <laughs> Maybe I need to give him a buzz. And just go, cunt. Leave a Google review. Do you know what they're fucking doing to your show? They're fucking it up down here in Melbourne. They're fucking it up. He probably doesn't care. He's making fucking 200 grand a week. I never, yeah, I never realized how much of a, a just a cash cow those things were. It's disgusting, it and I, I feel bad for um, contributing to it. To be honest, I feel I I don't know if I'll sleep tonight. The South Park <laughs> guys were saying that that, that their musical uh, Book of Mormon was like their biggest earner out of everything they've done by like a hundred times. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, and they've done movies. I've fucking done like how many seasons of South Park? Like, I suppose it's so low budget, isn't it, to put on a play? So if it's a hit, like, and it's playing everywhere at the same time, all over the all the time, all over the time, every night. That's crazy. Every maybe, night. Maybe we should write a play. I, I've, I've, we've got one in the bank. I reckon it might be the one, one of the things that we need to do. This is a good one. The pitch, mate. It's, 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 it's called. Mark takes a shit on the stage for an hour. <laughs> yep. And it's, it starts like empty stage, and there's just a toilet. And the spotlight as, on the toilet. Okay. As everyone's all the audience in. is rolling in. All right. I'm, I, I can't picture quite where this is going, but it's a also, full musical. And then a guy comes out. Me. Sure. Sits down on the toilet. Looks what, around. What whatever. happens next? Then. 20 dancing girls and a full ensemble cast come out and it doesn't stop there. It goes for 90 minutes. And it's, it's not even proper, an air. That's the thing. No, there's an intermission. It goes for like 90 minutes and then there's an intermission. So <laughs> Mark takes a shit on the stage for an hour. It's just a lie. Are it's they, just a lie. It's a three hour show. But then show. it's a full show. Full narrative. Full fucking. I oh, said so there's a some plot of the best to it. It's a whole effects. plot to it. It's like. Better it's special effects than Curse of Child. Are you. Exactly. Are you in. Are you like in the play or are you sort of just... Well, what I'm thinking is I play a character, right? Do a bit of, you know, sing a few tunes and whatever, but it's sort of all happening around me. And I think what we might do is get like a Royal Dalton on wheels and then I just get pushed around by like dudes dressed in black and, and I just get pushed around the stage and there's, there's some fun things we can do with the staging, with the toilet, and it's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be bigger than Lame is. It's going to be critically <laughs> acclaimed. And I'm already talking to the art center. See if we can call it the fart center for the for the run. <laughs> and it's going to be great. It's going to be. We've got great songs. It's my ten o'clock drop. Ten o'clock drop. That's it's it. my ten o'clock. It's my ten o'clock drop. You guys weren't kidding, mate. No, we, we have worked on this for years. Yeah, we were going to do this at the comedy festival, and then we're like, no, no, it's a musical. It's bigger than the <laughs> comedy festival. I've pitched this to genuine <laughs> musical directors and theater owners. And everyone is like, get me the script, get me the book. Because it's, the, it's the marketing, right? The, it's, Mark takes a shit on the stage for now. It's like, I've, I've got to go see that. Like, Mark gotta gotta go see man it, takes man. a shit on a stage. And because honestly, it lines up beautifully because that's exactly what Hamilton did to me <laughs> last week. It was unbelievable. I would have preferred to see a man shit on the stage for an hour. So I feel like it's really in touch. I think it's right now. I think it's very Australian. I think it needs to be done. So if you're out there and you've got a fucking bucket load of cash and you want to invest in a very lucrative uh, theatre show called Mark Takes a Shit on the Stage for now. Get in touch because we're going to do something great. Seb, confessions. Shall we do them? Let's go. Fuck yeah. Confessions. 
It's the Stepmates Confessions, the part of the show where you listeners write in your dirty, fucking filthy secrets. Rotten secrets. Rotten secrets. Oh, I love him. Lucky loves his... I fucking love him. He's em. like putting his hands together. He's rubbing them together. He loves it. This is my favourite part of the podcast. Um, now, I've got a couple here today. Uh, let's just jump in. I want some love advice from you good blokes, but wanted to keep this private. I've been going out with my girlfriend for six months and things have been going really well. I think I've found the one. She's everything I want in a woman plus more. The only thing is we don't have sex a lot and I almost feel like I kind of don't want to. She obviously wants sex as well, but Mark and, Mark and Buggy just looked at each other. <laughs> both of your heads turned towards you each other. You know when you make a time. squeaky noise and your dog tilts its head? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We both just went... <laughs> anyway. Uh, what? Wait, well, let, we'll, let's hear well, the Let's hear him out. Let's hear him out. She obviously wants sex as well, but she's never the one to start it. I always have to engage with it. I can tell she's very annoyed. We don't do it much, but I don't know what is causing it. My last girlfriend was a bitch, but the sex was unbelievable. <laughs> and it's something I always wanted. Maybe it's just maybe it's just something we're going through a reverse honeymoon period. I'm very attracted to her as well. I think what does it for me is that I have to start it, and she doesn't seem very into it. And I've had a lot of issues with sex, so that doesn't boost my confidence a lot. She always tells me she's into it, and we uh, have always been honest and open about everything. I hope you blokes can put my worries to rest or help me out in any possible way, please. Yeah, nice, mate. I reckon um, you might just need to read her what you sent anonymously into a podcast. And um, and just let her know that I know that feeling. I know that feeling because every bloke wants to feel like uh, the chick's like coming onto him. It's like uh, maybe it comes from porn, maybe mm. it just comes from like a confidence thing. But there's nothing better than like even if it's your girlfriend, just her acting like she's fucking gagging for it. Like that makes you feel good. Makes you feel good as a bloke. Um, yeah, maybe it's just a conversation with her. Yeah, people want to feel wanted. I get that, and and I think we all go through those peaks and troughs, like. There's, you know, there's times where you might not be that into it and it might just be, might be tired. I mean, you, you've got a specific example of your girlfriend sort of not, maybe you just shit at sex. I don't know. There's things you could do for your libido as well. Like you could, you could try no nut for a week. Or yeah, a month. that's no true. November. Uh, horny goat's weed. Does I reckon anyone you use that? Yeah, stop jerking off. Stop jerking off. Because I, um, even with my, with my, um, my current missus, I had the same thing. It's just like I always have to initiate it. And I had to have that. It's 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 a tough conversation to have. It's just like, hey, do you reckon you could fucking, you know, grab me by the dick for once? It's like, ha- it's yeah, it's it's hard too. This is like the thing where, like the whole slut shaming thing. It it doesn't because like you know obviously it's like oh it's mean to call women sluts. It also doesn't help. Create sluts. It doesn't help the fellas because <laughs> every girl now internalizes like I don't want to initiate sex, like I because it, that's dirty, that's wrong, and so it, it it doesn't help you. So like the, the the more kind of open and honest and comfortable you make everyone feel, like the better it is for you. Yeah, <laughs> your advice is just stop slut shaming. <laughs> yeah. How do I have better sex with I, my girlfriend? You stop. I, if this is a societal, a societal thing, thing. So, yeah, yeah. so for, for this guy in particular, yeah, yeah. everyone needs stop to... Stop jerking b- off and stop <laughs> slut shaming. Pull their finger yeah. out. I love sluts. <laughs> I you do. do. You do. I, I fucking... He does. I love him. <laughs> he does. I love him. I love it. I love the sexual libertarianism. I love it. I could never be with one, particularly long term, but fuck, I enjoy watching it from afar. See that? But that that's... I a hundred percent could be because it's it's arbitrary. Like it's, I mean, assuming they're not gonna like the person's not gonna cheat on me. Like, what do I give a fuck what they've done? If anything, it's better because you've got 
a much more comfortable partner who's going to experience. Yeah, and, and who's like who's seen the world and is not freaked out by their own sexuality. Yeah, like you want someone who you want someone who's seen it all. How about some actual practical tips for this young lad? Stop jerking it. Stop slut shaming. To have the conversation. We all agree that you probably just need to tell them, say, hey, listen, maybe you could come on to me a little bit. Maybe we could try some things. Maybe we could spice it up a little bit. So is right? she is she getting upset that he's not? He doesn't. Well, she want wants it. it, but she just she's, she's not, not doing the things to be able to get it because he's not he's not getting fired up. I think you just need to explain to her. Like, what you need to do is say, put yourself in my shoes. How would you feel? How do you feel right now? Now that I'm not coming on to you, maybe every once in a while I might like that as well. I'm a sensitive new age guy. Yeah. I, I like to be wined and dined. I yeah. like a little bit bit of romance in my life. What about me? What? Yeah. What about <laughs> me? What about me? No, I think that's I think that's exactly right. And I actually, whenever I've had to have this uh, semi awkward conversation, because it can feel a bit awkward at times, is um, yeah, sure. I lead it with you know. Is there something you're missing out on? Is there something that you're into that gets you fucking sopping that <laughs> sound like I'm not doing? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. but that's how I always pitch it. Is there something that is there something that I'm not uh, doing that gets you fucking damp? Like what what is there something that can help here? And then um oftentimes she'll be like, No. And then I'll go, Well, and then just she'll be like, What about you? And I'll go, Well, actually. And then I'll roll <laughs> out a scroll a big of list. just things that I really want. Like it's completely overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back into her shower. Can you grab my dick and lead me through rooms with it? Like <laughs> Do you know that thing? Have you seen that in porn when they like they blowing them for a bit and then they just grab them by the dick and like then a they, dog. Then they walk backwards with their hand like at their ass and then the guy's just got his dick and he's like, he's like I don't think I've ever seen it. I can imagine it, but I don't think it's I've, uh, brilliant. You've and it, painted a vivid picture. How is it? And is it, it turns me on. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I just really it's like being a dog on a leash. I don't understand where it comes from. Do you but bark as well, or you just get led? This is this is this is what gets me. Maybe down. this guy needs to try that. Maybe maybe that's so what's missing. All I'm saying is, I mentioned that to my missus, and then and then you know, at the the occasional, she'll grab my dick and, and lead me through rooms. See, and, and it all worked out. And that's what it is. But it started by asking her, "Is there something that you're missing out on? Is there anything I can do for you?" That that's gets a good you way. Fired yeah. I I did see. I did. Uh, see a video once of it was like a sexual health therapist and they talked about this this problem is and and you know some some of it does come from you know cultural cultural stigmas or whatever but there's also like factors like a lot of uh a lot of a lot of people in general but a lot of women uh the way that they experience intimacy is often through like romantic sort of acts and gestures and you know just like putting in a little bit of effort it could be a around the house or like a dinner or whatever the fuck it is, like whatever your version of romance is. And, but for a lot of men, uh, the way that they get their intimacy or their, their perceived intimacy is through sex. So you get these two kind of like opposing forces of like, I I want to feel intimate and close to you. So I want to have sex with you. I don't want to have sex with you because I don't feel romanced and I don't feel close. So it kind of, it's like this loop that kind of doesn't break. And that's not to say it's exclusively men and women who fit these kind of roles, but it does, it, it can happen like that. So it, the, the best way to do it is just talk it through. Like we were saying, Dr. Wilson, we, we nailed it on the head. There well, it there is. is. Dr. Wilson. That's why we've got him here. Communication. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a comedy podcast. Yeah. Communicate guys. Communicate. <laughs> no, this guy, it's a genuine question. It's I know. a genuine problem. I know. I know. I know. I'm picking on us, not him. Also, yeah, I don't know. But if people are writing in their problems here, this is, you're in trouble. Yeah. 
This is if yeah, well, we're what, the last I mean, boys you can do. What, what do you want? I, I mean, are you asking? Could, do you want us to make fun of you? Because we can do that instead. No, no, no. Smoke some meth. No, I think you're right. Like and that. be aggressive. I think that's the idea. Uh, next one here. G'day, lads. Got a cheeky confession alongside a question for Mark. Uh, my Friday night begins with me and a few mates taking our friend who recently turned 18 to the clubs for the first time. As the night gets later, uh, on and on, after getting sourced at, at a few spots, we decide to go to a club we know is really popular for MILFs. Uh, we enter and immediately the birthday boy hops on a podium and starts dancing like he owns the joint. And like a fat kid to chocolate cake, a hot blonde comes to the side of the podium and starts throwing $5 notes at him. We all have a laugh. Uh, so, uh, sorry. We all have a laugh. So for... Oh, yep. So four of us lads head out, only for the MILF who made it rain to come out moments later. Cue smooth operator. Uh, we start chatting away, and by chatting, I mean laying game. We learn that her and her husband came from Cairns, um, but that her husband was still at home and that we made her wish she was single again. Yeah, nice. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, Indicator of interest. Keep going. going. Uh, we eventually got onto the topic of what we're studying at uni. One of my mates mentions he's doing a dual degree in international relations and criminology. She, in response, mentions that she's actually a detective. Uh, furthermore, she says that she's actually in Brisbane on a murder case. One of my mates wow. joke. Uh, one of my mates jokes uh, that wouldn't have anything to do with the homeless man I shot and killed two weeks ago, wouldn't it? Uh, would it? She took it in just about the worst way possible. We all thought it was hilarious, though. So he followed that up by saying, "Actually, you would know. Uh, is it illegal that I own this?" Um, before showing her a video with the instructions on how to make meth. It kind <laughs> of got even more awkward after that. He really so doubled down. He did. Uh, so we decided to go back inside, but as we head in, the MILF grabs my mate by the arm and says, I need to speak to you before we leave. We had a last drink before hightailing it the fuck out of there. Just wondering, is owning a video on how to make meth a crime? No. No. I think she just wanted your mate. That's why she I, grabbed him on I the arm. I reckon she wanted to pick up. She sounds like a fucking wet blanket, to be honest. A real wet pig blanket. Detective. She's a fucking detective. I reckon she was a detective. Is that what? I reckon she was lying about that as well. I think she was trying to make out that she was a copper and whatever. I don't actually like. I don't think many many detectives would turn around and say, "I'm actually up in Brisbane and working on a murder case." Like, I suppose what if you? I don't know. If if you you I don't. I don't believe trying to fascinate a couple of young boys. I reckon she's uh, trying to pull them in. A recent divorcee. She's down at the clubs trying to pick up some young cocks. And yeah, mate, sleep well at night. You can own as much fucking educational content about making methamphetamine as you want. Um, that's not a fucking crime. It's only if you start making it and selling it to me. To you. Oh, anyone. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, Freudian slip. That is pretty <laughs> funny that he just showed her. I, I would, that's ballsy. I think that's great. If, 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 when we get cops on this show, we're going to be showing them all, all sorts of things. I, I was at a... No, I wasn't there. It was, it was someone I knew was dating a police officer and she she was a detective or, or at least a former detective and she was pretty high up and she was – they I think that night they'd been doing drugs or something like that and she wanted no part of it and she was like super paranoid about like the house being bugged or like she didn't want any messages about it or anything oh, like really? that. Yeah, it was like – because they'll, they'll, they'll be tracking – they'll be – looking at my phone and stuff. I don't know if they really do that. Like she was fucking paranoid apparently though. And they stopped seeing each other. Not that long after that. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't live in that world. I think couldn't date just, a cop. just serious paranoia and all that sort of stuff. No, it's not worth it. Is it's it? It's just not worth it boys. You know, you, you know what the, the first guy, he could just pay his girlfriend. That's another option. 
You talking about the sex guy? Oh, wait, yeah, the first guy. <laughs> just give her money. Just give yeah. her money. Just throw a couple of bucks at her. Just give her a couple of hundreds. Um, I ha- we have a, a mutual friend who's a detective now, and her family are all cops, and I think her dad's quite high up or was. Um, but they had some pretty fucking scary stories. They, I remember there was one story where when she was when she was young, she was maybe like six or seven. Um, her dad was investigating a bikies gang or like uh, like a case with the bikies, um, and then one night they went outside and all the taps like outside were on yeah and it was oh. like a, that was like a message shit that they're like we know where you live which is fucking insane fuck yeah that. i love that shit that's yeah. fucking great that's some underbelly shit isn't it yeah oh well that's what happens when you join a gang <laughs> even if you're on the what you think's the right gang like that's what happens when you're in a gang this is gangs this is all oh, it we've is. got a few vic pole listeners i'd love to hear more stories like, like that. we're gonna get them on we're gonna get them on full on we're gonna, we gonna scramble their audio like can they just we can scramble. It might be know. like a current affair. With yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's when we took the evidence from the locker. We <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Planted it on that, that guy. Put right. him through confessions. That's a cool way to go. Can we, we don't track IPs. Can we have a look at the evidence locker with a camera <laughs> and just like look at some of the things that they've got uh, in yeah, there? I'd, I'd fu- like, can if we take I could one do thing? That, that'd be unbelievable. If we do like a Louis Thoreau. Do you reckon I could pull off a Louis Thoreau stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't look like a menace. I actually look like just I'm genuinely intrigued. Um, but no, nah, dude, don't stress. Fucking show that video everywhere you can. Possibly upload it. If you could flick it over, that'd be great. Because um, <laughs> uh, I think that meth's quite lucrative. Well, he did flick it over, actually. He, he yeah, showed us. It. Yeah, I've got it. Oh, nice. All right. Well, maybe we'll post that up on the Patreon as a link to all of our good cunts that support us on Patreon. Here is the recipe for meth. It's a real Walter White. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last one here. Uh, boys, I missed out on a threesome. Oh, no. When I was around 19 or 20, I was talking to this older girl, 25, <laughs> and we were constantly oh, sexting for fuck's sake. Oh, no! and talking dirty and stuff like that. She got, oh! <laughs> she got drunk one night with her very hot roommate oh, they're hot as well! and wanted me to come over for a threesome. Oh. They sent me a pic and pretty much said, come around and fuck us both tonight and, get- oh! <laughs> and gave me the address. <laughs> I woke up to this morning. I woke oh, up to this message no. at seven a.m. the next morning, oh, as I fell asleep and missed out on the chance oh, to get some action. Fuck. I, 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 I still think about it to this day. I feel yeah. you because because there's there's been uh, there's never been a, an offer of a three. Ah, oh, well, there's soft offer. The, yeah, the, and those times are so far behind me now. Like I couldn't. I could. It, Don't dwell on it. it yeah, the, the, it happens to all of us. You, you chicken out. I, I did. I had a friend once. <laughs> It's that fucking weird bloke. He got a message from two girls saying you should come over for a threesome. And he said, no, thanks. I just had a flog. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great way to turn down. No, no, thank you. I just had a flog. What a response. Uh, wait, wait. Jesus Christ. I feel like I've missed out on a threesome every single day of my life. <laughs> like, even though I'm in a committed relationship, I'm still hold, holding out hope uh, that that's still on the cards. See, I don't want one now. I think when I was young, I think maybe I thought I wanted one when I was younger, but if presented with the actual opportunity like that, uh, confessor, I probably would have yeah. chickened out or at least not known what the fuck I was going to do. Yeah. A friend of ours told us the other day that he got a, a triple blowjob. The other day. So three girls. Three. Like, I, you could put a bullet in my head <laughs> just after I splooge and ma- I will die with a smile on my face. too many, though? Like, how, like, 
Well, at what, I, I don't know. I look, at, at what it's a lot point, of cooks in the kitchen. You I know don't what know. I mean? Yeah, and, and at what at what point are you like? I'm not. I can't even really tell. Like, it, yeah, when, yeah, Once yeah. you hit two, it's like, well, I mean, it's more than one, but I don't know. But like, then what's four like? What's five? Six? First, you, I, yeah, I don't know. Nah, come on. I wouldn't say no, to, boys. I wouldn't say no. How would they fit? Two, three, four. Yeah, well, I don't have that much dick to go around, so <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's like a timeshare thing. Yeah, three might be pushing it yeah. in terms of you know amount of cock per person. On a ratio, it's not looking oh, good. Oh, you just get tired. Anyway, boys, Me? let's jump into mail. <laughs> Me? I'm not sucking dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm fucking mad. You're like the floor, right? Is this scenario you're talking about? Yeah, another scenario. Do you I'm on my back. I don't know about you, boys. Uh, all right, let's jump into mailbag. Uh, all right, mailbag straight away. It's time for the Stepmates Mailbag. You've got mail. Here's your letter. It's the Stepmates Mailbag, the part of the show where you just write in general questions. It's just regular it's just writing. Regular writing. Just regular writing, regular questions. regular questions. We know your name. Um, we do track IPs on I've, this one. I've got yeah. another legal question here for you, Mark. Actually, we were doing this in the Patreon, Was Mark was answering legal questions as a way to sort of get more people into the Patreon, I guess. Uh, but I'm going to read this one out here. But uh, if you want to write in more legal questions- And it, and it worked, man. We got so many, so many oh, Patreon got subscribers. Got He's going to jail. Well, it's hard to tell because there is a lot of velocity of- of, of uptake on the on the Patreon, it just keeps getting bigger was it and bigger. was it legal or was it just? I have no idea. Camp chair lawyer, here we go. Camp what chair lawyer, what do we lawyer. got here, mate? Uh, uh, this is a different one, actually. I'll, I'll read out the law one first. So this is an insurance thing, actually. Um, I'm going to just try and sum this up because it's quite long. Insurance, you're, um, fucked. you're fucked. You can't do anything. Uh, boys, <laughs> I got one for true. the legal mogul. <laughs> I'm getting fucked by my insurance company with an accident I had on Friday night. Yep. Basically, on a 100-kilometer hour zone, the third car in front of me lost a mattress onto the road. The second car hit it. Both pulled over onto the side of the road. Watched the third car hit it and stop. Then uh, watched little old Brad come and hit the back of the third car that stopped. Um, medium damage. I'm guessing between 20 and 30 kilometers an hour. There's about four seconds between car three uh, breaking and hitting uh, me and me hitting her. Sorry. Uh, following that, a fifth car ran up the back of him, uh, which was a total write-off. Um, now, so the insurance, uh, the insurance company is saying this. Because the mattress left the car one, hit car two and three, that's where his liability stops. Car two didn't give a fuck. Obviously, she fucked off. And car three has no frontal damage from what I can tell. Um, so just m- to summarize, maybe like 70 to 100K worth of damage. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. Insurance is a cunt... Because if you go up the back of someone, almost by default, your insurance company are not going to, they're going to consider you um, liable for it. At fault. Like it's just, it's just such a clear cut thing for them that uh, it gets, it gets so fucking, it gets so fucking hard. So like the, the real question here is um, if he's insured. So if he's not insured, then he's up for 70K or 100K's worth of fucking damage. Oh, he's he's clearly insured because he's got an insurance company, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm just trying to. What should really happen is the insurance company at the top, at the very top, the first car should be copping the whole fucking lot, just well, out of fucking being a reasonable cunt. He also said the cops wrote up that it was definitely the mattress, the the mattress car, the car, the person in the fucking mattress. That was their fault. Yeah, I think there's definitely a line of causation there, but it was that but for the fucking mattress falling down, would have that accident have occurred? The, the reason why the, the, the car up the arse thing always fucks you is because you're meant to um, have X amount of have space. A, enough space to be able to stop no matter what speed you're going. Um, but when you're traveling at 100 kilometers an hour, like how much fucking distance do you need? The horizon? Like it's, it's way too fucking much. Um, the best thing you can do, I reckon, at this point is 
um, talk to the insurance company, like Car One's insurance company, and say, or your own insurance company, and say that you're not gonna you're not gonna cop liability for whatever damage that they're claiming. Um, you can then threaten legal action, or the magic word whenever you're dealing with fucking insurance companies is the word ombudsman. Always use the word ombudsman. Um, make sure you pronounce it right. Don't stumble. Make sure you say it really fucking hard. Um, because you can go to the what is it the um, Australian Financial Complaints Authority. That's the that's I think that's the ombudsman for right, yep. for insurance. You can go there, throw that word around, just keep fighting it. Insurance companies they they like they've got entire departments of people who are out to just try and limit the liability of the insurance company. So it's really just Car One's fault for for saying that. But if you've got a um if you've got a police report, if you've got a couple of fucking other witnesses around that um, it would have been impossible to stop with such a weird, erratic event like that. You've definitely got something worth fighting for. It just depends on whether... What's his excess? Like, 900 bucks? Like He said it was grand. 1,000 bucks? So, like, you know, whether it's worth pushing on for more than 1,000 bucks or whether it's just worth... At least you're not up for the 100K. If you're up for 100K, it's like a no-brainer. Go and fight it. If you can be fucked fighting it and you can be fucked doing the paperwork, that $1,000 excess is going to stay there regardless of what you do, right? That's the worst case scenario. That's your safety net. I would suggest go ahead and fight it um, for as long as you can. Maybe throw around the word ombudsman. Maybe even give the ombudsman a call and just go have a listen to this cunts and this is what the story is. Have a fuck. Just play a game. Just see how fucking far you can get because if you push insurance agencies, they actually do give up a little bit. They bend a little. Um, particularly on something like this, a fucking five-car pileup. Like, it's pretty clear that it's going to be the first guy that fucked it because he didn't secure his load like a fucking idiot. He is sleeping every night on that mattress just fine. Mate, <laughs> he shouldn't be, doing. hey. But um, so I, I would I would fight it just for the laugh and then know that you've always got that fucking... Uh, safety net with the uh, with the with the excess that you can always get back to. That's the worst case scenario. I wouldn't be paying for um, I wouldn't be paying for courts and all that sort of shit. If you want to sign up for a um, a mediation, if you're in Victoria, the the um, uh, dispute settlement centre of Victoria, that's a good spot to go to for mediation. I think it's free, and then you'll meet with a representative of the insurance company, potentially their lawyer, and then you'll try and negotiate a thing. Or you can pay 75 bucks and go to VCAT, represent yourself there, throw around that it's not your fault, someone's got to take liability, they'll run through the facts, have a fucking uh, a decider of fact there or a decider of law to be able to fucking lay it down as to which car's got absolute liability, which is a step further than what the cops have already done. But um, I don't know. It, personally, I'd be having a fucking stab because I fucking love the shit. But if you can't be fucked and it's not worth a thousand bucks of your time, pay the thousand bucks and have it over and done with for more legal questions like that, head down to the Patreon where you can ask and Mark can... Well, that was, I can always give it a crack. I don't know if that, that's more personal advice than it personal is legal. Personal advice, yeah. Okay, oh, wait, I don't know. Camp it's a, chair. It's pretty cheap, like, legal advice, isn't it? What is it, five bucks for the Patreon? Ten bucks? Yeah. It's great, very cheap. Great value. Uh, all right, this next one, I missed this one last week, actually, so I need to apologise to this bloke. Um, and this was in reference to uh, us, you and I, Lockie, going to, uh, what do they call it? The painting thing. We life paint. drawing. Life drawing, that's right. Yep. Uh, so, Mailbox, instead of the live painting class, you should hire an escort and draw her. You could, you would get to choose a big titty weapon. It will be cheaper than $500 and better than five 2.5-hour sessions. 
Now make it interesting and film it for content. And instead of having her sit there changing positions, uh, you each take turns running a train on her yeah. and draw it. <laughs> it will be a good opportunity for Seb to get back on the horse and a good opportunity for Lockie to have other people watch him fuck instead of him watching other people cuck him all the time. <laughs> 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 You're really cobbing it lately, man. <laughs> it's coming uh, in thick and fast. Anyway. It's um, good. Um, I think that is a great idea. That sounds expensive, but life drawing is not pricey. We need a, te- we need a, a teacher as well. You what need you someone think? there to... Was it 500 bucks for your five sessions, wasn't it? Yeah, it was something like that. It's pretty, it's pretty expensive. But that, that's, that's not just regular life drawing. That's like there's a teacher involved because you can just go to life drawing. And it's it's fuck all. Yeah, it's like twenty bucks. And they something. they don't even give you. They, they'll just be like, just do this now, do this now. But this is like, this is going to hold your hand. Yeah, I've got to say, I did look strokes. into this. By the way, I um I had a look at Melbourne life drawing pages, tried to find some stuff. One's kind of shut down, but then I found their Instagram and I got to see some of the, you know, just some of the people, the that talent, are there for life drawing. It's a mixed bag. Like I would like to be able to choose which model I could draw. Um. If that was the case, like if you're paying a lot of money for it. But I quite like the idea of... Because um, I think it would be quite cheap if you hired an escort without the idea of... You don't have to fuck them. You just got to take your gear off and sit on the stool while Sebi and Lockie... Do some drawing. Draw some drawing. It just doesn't like, seem cost efficient to me. <laughs> but we're supporting... Sex some, workers. Some, sex work, some young yeah. sex workers who are out there. You get a better quality broad to draw... That'll be heaps of fun. It's kind of good. Can though. we do both? Porco no los dos. You're, you're <laughs> fine. You, you almost need weird people though because you, you want like weird shapes. Yeah, you don't want the... Like you, you don't just want like the Barbie. You, you want to like draw some fucking some gargoyle. Pairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, let's just say I would have struggled with some of the <laughs> models. I would have been there trying to get all the detail of the stretch marks and... Maybe you should you model for us, Mark. Surgery yeah, maybe, scars. Maybe you should model. Maybe you should just strip down. We'll draw you. Hairy armpits. This sounds weird. Maybe you're not good. You honestly don't have that much time to like get too detailed. It's more just like shapes. Like you, you, you sort of... Because if you get too bogged down, you won't finish a picture in the allotted time they give. Yeah. Right. right. Well... Let's just, yeah. A lot anyway, of them were a mess. Anyway, so the uh, drawings are all going to be a mess. I don't know what that what the value is of it. Next uh, question for Mark. Uh, he, this this bloke has a holiday uh, into South America book next week. Oh, can't. Uh, he's going to Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, and Peru. I've been to Colombia and Peru before and had an awesome time racking bags and smashing Latina puss. Why didn't he like it when he went beside the uh, putting toilet paper in a bin next to the toilet? That part was fucked. Well, one, I didn't go to Colombia, and um, two, I wasn't actually fucking racking bags or smashing Latinas. It was um, so maybe I just missed out on what is truly on offer in South America. In South America, I think I just kind of missed out on that. I also had very little money when I went. I think you've got to have a little bit more money. You always need money when you go on holiday. Yeah, but I was I was under the belief that everything there was cheap, and it kind of wasn't. Like if you wanted to, if you wanted to be. You know, if you're going to travel for 30 hours on a bus, you're going to want to pay for first class. And it sounds kind of weird to say first class, but it was, un, it was, you couldn't do it if you traveled economy. Right. Like it was just too much. The bus doesn't stop. It was, it was a fucking nightmare. I didn't get around the culture. I didn't really like the people that much. Um, I found them all just a bit odd. Uh, I felt kind of unsafe. I was traveling with two girls. So maybe that had something to do with it. Like it was like... You had to you, keep your... You were the protector. Like, it's just everywhere you go, it's like it's the same as India. Like, if you're a chick in India, they just stare at you all the time. Like, that's the, that's the review. It's the same in South America. Every time you went, 
get down the street and whatever, you just see these guys like chewing gum as you walk past and just staring at you and then staring at the chicks. It was just, it's confronting. Um, Some people like that. And I did buy a bag of Coke and of a guy called fucking uh, Care Bear, a French guy, and it was fucking shit. It was the worst Coke I've ever had. His I name had was Care Bear. He His probably Bear. he saw you. He saw you a mile away. He, like, he saw me a mile yeah, away. Yeah, he was like, "He's a, a tourist." Yeah, I had a bad time. I just had a bad time. Dipped into the bag of flour. You gotta get back. You gotta get back on the horse, I reckon. I reckon Colombia. Colombia. I think it would have. A, I would have a great time. I Did heard you, Colombia was everything I was looking for. I want to do Mexico. Mexico looks lit. Mexico apparently is unbelievable. It's all the good bits of South America without any of the shit bits. That's it for the mailbag, by the way. Oh, right. That's the end of the mailbag. That's the end of the, end of the mailbag. Well, mate, that might be the fucking end of the show this week as well. Because we've gone... I think we're an hour and a half podcast now. I think we're pushing 90-minute podcasts. How much have we done? It's an hour 20. It's a buck okay. 20 right buck now. Buck 20, yeah. I think we're going to have to be a 90-minute podcast. I think we're going to have to make the call. Particularly when we start filming it. I think we're going to have to... We can relax, pull the pace down a little bit. And just fucking. Do you want to talk for another minutes. ten minutes? Is that what you're saying? No, not right now. No, I need. I got shit to do. But this could be our last audio-only podcast if we pull our fingers out. It could be. It could be. Do you know what changed this? By the way, is that someone wrote in on the Patreon? I think I read it out. Yeah, um, that slimy cunt. <laughs> he was like, uh, I can't even remember what it was. I know he's really. He was savage. Fired you guys up. Lit a fire. Yeah, yeah. Who was it again? It was Mister Irrelevant. He wrote in and fucking said broken promises or some shit. He's, look, he's ruined a good thing for me. Now, yeah. now I've got to be on camera. You're getting yeah. attacked. Fuck now me. you're going to get bullied. But that's the value we give to people on the Patreon. Mm. We listen. We listen. We follow we advice. We take it on. And that's, that's, that's always going to be our commitment. Not just for the good cunts that support us on Patreon, but for all of you fucking sad freeloaders as well. We will always make sure that we're doing not only a free podcast, but we also do the primo. And we try and give a little little fucking little bit extra on the Patreon as well for the good cunts. We're going to be doing that podcast on Friday. But for the rest of you freeloaders, we'll talk to you next week on Wednesday. Possibly filmed. Bye. See ya. See ya.